the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. If you like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, chapter leader of Act for America, a nationwide grassroots national security organization. And we'll soon be talking to our guest for today, Paul Chabot, who is running for Congress again. And um, as uh, we'll talk a bit more about this, he said that no ordinary American in his right mind would run for Congress. So we'll try to figure out whether Paul's an ordinary American or whether he's in his right mind or not. That's right. And we've got to let our listeners know, uh, you know, John Hancock has been unable to be with us because of his recent illness. And uh, sitting in for John today is Bruin. Say roof, Bruin. <laughs> <laughs> Bruin, the beautiful golden retriever. And uh, so he's here in the studio with us today to keep us uh, keep keep us calm. You know, they, they, they bring dogs in to help uh, veterans with right. PSTD, you know, to moderate their... <laughs> There, there he is <laughs> to moderate. The who, all right, who, all right, who invited Hillary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's uh, Hillary's in there somewhere, isn't she? I think if our engineer's got his finger on the trigger close by, we could probably hear from uh, Hillary barking. But was that a female or a male dog? <laughs> There you go. There's Hillary. Thank you very much. So, uh, you know, yeah, welcome to the Unite IE radio program. And Unite is the theme of the week, it seems. You know, Thursday we had Donald Trump descending into the, uh, you know, there's the old saying, if uh, the mountain won't go to Muhammad, Muhammad goes to the mountain. I don't know if Donald Trump would uh, rail against that analogy or not, but there it is. So well, Donald Trump went to the mountain. Well, actually, they, they met on neutral ground. They didn't They didn't meet in at the Capitol. They didn't meet at the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. They met at a steakhouse. No. Right. They, they met at the Denny's. <laughs> Denny's. <laughs> I, I think they met at the Republican headquarters in, in, in Washington, D.C. So a n- neutral grounds and, that, right. and, and any kind of power relationship like that. I, I think kids eat free. So uh, one of the Well, that's husband. right. So somebody, there's Bruin being held up at the, uh, hi, puppy. So, so it was interesting. The comment that Paul Ryan had leading up to this is that uh, you know it's uh, it would be a mistake to think that the uh, unite that the party is unite is united uh, in any way. And you know, where has Paul Ryan been the past couple of years? Isn't you know it's interesting. Here you've got uh, Donald Trump meeting with Reince Priebus and Paul Ryan, and the 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 reason I would submit to you, gentlemen, that the reason that Donald Trump exists is because of the policies of the Republican Party and the conduct of Congress, both in the House and the Senate. So here you've got the figureheads of both of those organizations that essentially laid the groundwork over the last four years for a Donald Trump or an insurgency campaign uh, a candidate of some sort to arise. And uh, here they are having to break bread and uh, figure out how to navigate the choppy waters ahead. Well, 
we're bringing Paul into this, but it's actually harder with Ryan than it would have been with Boehner. And actually, Boehner has said you know, that, that, he, that he supports or endorses Donald Trump because Boehner was there to be in the, the hot tub. And we've talked about this. Sarah Palin has said that people run against the corruption, the cesspool of corruption in Washington. But once they get there, the cesspool starts to look like a hot tub. What do I need to do to get rid of that image in my mind now that you've painted, Greg? <laughs> Boehner in a hot tub. <laughs> That's not very pretty. <laughs> At the risk of being called sexist, uh, just think of Sarah Palin in a hot tub. Maybe, that, maybe that'll, maybe that'll uh, Ouch. help. <laughs> a little better. Yeah, well, little welcome, better. welcome to the show, Paul, on Thanks. such an auspicious uh, introduction there. Of uh, a variety of different mental images. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. And I will not be joining you in a hot tub. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. I think that just earned you some votes here in the Inland Empire, knowing that you weren't going to hot tub it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, mind you. <laughs> right. So we're here to explore uh, why it is. And of course, uh, you know, Greg uh, introduced us with the idea that uh, you got to be crazy to run for Congress. And I got to admit, the more I see what's going on in Congress, in politics, yep. the state of the union, the right. state of the state, the state right. of our communities, you know, it is it is a daunting uh, task that we have ahead of us on so many fronts. So that's probably a good reason to start. Why did you, and this isn't your first uh, drink right. at the uh, trough, if right. you will, uh, you ran before, you're running again for the California 31st District. Why? You know, I love my country, and I'm very disappointed in our leadership. Uh, having served in military and law enforcement most of my life, going to D.C. for me is another tour of duty. Uh, I will see it as, a, as a, a, a sad moment to leave my family behind, but to go to fight with like-minded people in Washington, D.C. Now, Are there I, any? I was just going to ask you, so, how many like-minded people are there? Who do you already consider so, to be your allies for your worldview? Absolutely. Look, there, there are not many. Um, I am not the establishment's pick uh, for this race. Neither was I last go-around, and I don't think I will ever be. And that's fine. I, I'm very comfortable not in those shoes. We're supported by the House Conservatives Fund, very conservative members of Congress, including Roger Williams out of Texas, uh, Ambassador John Bolton, a very staunch uh, pro-military uh, mindset. And so my position in going to Congress is clear. One, you know, we have a tremendous corruption in this country uh, at the local, state, federal level. And even many in the Republican Party, I lay fault with that for one simple reason. Cowards. We are electing people to office who have no practical experience really working with people, being boots on the ground in the community. Um, you may have seen or heard about the 60 Minutes special a few weeks ago, talked about how much time congressional members have to spend raising money, but so do candidates. And look, I have to do that. And I disdain having to raise this kind of money to compete for a seat. I would much rather be out there with the people. So then the bigger picture and the bigger question is asked is who in their right mind would want to run for office today when you know that most of your time is spent as a candidate raising money or when you're in office raising money to stay there. The system's completely broken and it opens itself up to corruption. Well, you mentioned uh, one very important thing. Uh, you know, it's important for people who have experience to run in here. We've got uh, the standard bearer of our party now, if you will, Donald Trump, who has no political uh, experience per se, right. other than making contributions. Um, so so what of that? I mean, we, we're we constantly asking people, and the theme of this show is, you know, the most important political office in, in the country. Is that a private citizen? Sure. We're constantly encouraging people to uh, get involved. Yep. So so how do you square those two things that you've said? I would sell, I'd say read the Constitution and look at our founding history. It was very simple. When our nation was created and the concept of this great 
uh, experiment, which has turned out to be the United States of America, was built on the premise that our representatives would be of for by the people, that they would go to Congress not to serve a lifetime there, but to serve a term to serve the people and then go back home to their farms. We've gotten away from that. So when we talk about people with real world experience, Donald Trump has that business experience. Farmers, as our founders intended, were in the farms working with the people. And I also remember uh, a, a quote that I read in, in, uh, as an undergrad in a public administration book about George Washington when he had just become president. He was so powerful. He literally could have probably been become king had he wanted to, although we fought against that, obviously. But he was approached by a very good friend and asked for a political appointment. And we know today political appointments are handed out like candy, right, as favors. Big-time political donors will become uh, over at an embassy here, an embassy here. And so when George Washington was approached, he said to his friend, look, as your friend, I would give you my heart and my house. But as president, I can do nothing. Extremely powerful words. And it is the complete opposite of that today. It is about what special interests can do for you to keep you in power, and what kind of favors you can provide to them. Well, and just along those lines, there's a book coming out later this month by an anonymous Democrat congressman. The book is called Confessions of Congressman X. And he says things like, most of my colleagues are dishonest career politicians who revel in the power and special interest money that's lavished upon them. Fundraising is so time-consuming, I seldom read any bills I vote on. Like many of my colleagues, I don't know how the legislation will be implemented or what it will cost. And that is, I would say, very accurate. When you look at Congress, the person I'm running against, uh, Democrat Pete Aguilar, he's raised $775,000 from special interests alone. You divide that by, say, 1000 to 5000 the average PAC contribution to him, He's got a lot of special interests that are pulling his strings. But at the same time, he will tell voters in this district that he's against special interest money. An absolute hypocrite. And that alone should disqualify him from public office. Well, plus, in the last election, he had there were millions of dollars spent that was not officially his money. Right. were spent by outside groups trying to get him elected. Absolutely. And we will see that again. Well, let's follow the money trail after the break and also learn more about what some of the important positions are that you feel uh, a congressman should carry into the uh, halls of Washington, D.C. from our community when we return after a message from our sponsor. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Ed is a great patriot, sponsors this show and our annual conference. More with Paul Chabot after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event here on AM590, The Answer. Without the sacrifices of our veterans and military families, we would not have the freedoms that we do. And at WCC Charities, we give back by taking care of our American heroes. Join us May 21st in Moreno Valley as we hold our second annual Push-Ups for Charity event, benefiting the boot campaign. You'll meet Sergeant Joey Jones, an American hero and boot campaign national spokesman who regularly appears on the Fox News Channel. Push-Ups for Charity is a chance for you to not just say thank you to our veterans for their service, but to live 90 seconds in their lives and at the same time raise money and awareness for the boot campaign. Whether you can do 100 push-ups in 90 seconds or three, come join us for the fun. There will be food, live music, games for the kids, and it will be a family-friendly, patriotic day you don't want to miss. Sign up to participate at wccharities.org and fill out the contact form. You'll receive a call back from one of our dedicated volunteers to complete your registration and answer your questions, or call Michelle at 951-488-3111. And listen to my show, The Main Event, weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. WCC Charities is an all-volunteer, non-profit charity with no overhead. AM 590, the answer. 
Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. It is election season. June 7th is the California primary. And just a reminder, if you are an undeclared or a no-party preference person and you want to vote for the presidential uh, race that's coming up, uh, you need to register or re-register your party by May 23rd. Otherwise, besides the presidential candidates, you can vote for uh, all the down races. And one of the races that's unfolding here in the Inland Empire is the California 31st Congressional District. We have Paul Chabot, who's a candidate for that uh, office here with us. And we've been chatting about general things, but let's get specific now and talk about what are some of the positions that you take regarding some of the major issues that are confronting us. Let's start with the economy. Yeah, the economy is a mess. When we look at the Inland Empire here, the the so-called recovery is not happening. You look at the jobs report that came out again today, we have another uh, uptick in unemployment applications. We have so many of our residents here in the Inland Empire that are commuting to L.A. and Orange County to try to find those jobs. I am a big advocate for saying, do we need to continue to have the warehouse explosion in the Inland Empire? Uh, To me, I believe that is not going to bring good paying jobs. Those are mostly lower wage jobs. And because of the $15 an hour minimum wage we're going to be at in a few years, most of those jobs are going to be automated. What I'd like to do is bring higher paying wage jobs to this region. Part of that plan is to turn Norton Air Force Base back into a military base, but into a joint military base. We absolutely need to rebuild our military. Obama has gutted our services to pre-World War II levels. We have six joint bases on the East Coast. The only one on the West Coast is up in Washington. So our plan is 10,000 great paying jobs to defend this great nation. And we should put that base not just anywhere on the West Coast, but here in San Bernardino, where once we closed Norton, this area was devastated with jobs. Plus, we have the resource talent pool. One of the largest concentrations of military veterans anywhere in the country live in this region. Many have their top secret clearance. So what we want to do is help them get the high-tech skilled jobs here, allocate and bring in Fortune 500 companies that are attractable to this region, and stop the inflow of warehousing and outflow of our people on the freeways trying to find higher paying wages in other counties. You mentioned veterans there. What about the VA? VA is an absolute mess. Uh, as a VA vet myself, took me six months to get my first appointment. At a full disclosure, I am right now waiting for a procedure, which we believe is going to be a surgical procedure. And my wife was hung up on by the VA in trying to make that appointment. We have now gone through months without this. The difference is I have secondary insurance, which I can use should I choose to go outside. But I am refusing to use that outside insurance. I'm going to stick with this this VA mess and make this an example. And if my fellow vets are in the same boat than I am, we need to sail this ship together. We have veterans in our area, in our district, committing suicide, homeless, drug, alcohol addiction, and more because of the failures of this administration and the VA, which is not up to par. And it's, it's, it's an epitome or it's an example of all of government. It took, after the disclosure of how the secret waiting list and they were in Arizona, took two years for them to even decide that they're going to f- try to fire any of the people responsible, and the process to actually fire them will take another two years. Right. All while these employees are get drawing their six-figure salaries from the taxpayers, and that's the kind, that's just not just the VA, that is what is endemic in government, and, and I think that's in part why Donald Trump has seen his success. Voters are frustrated. We're knocking on doors throughout this district, talking to every 
demographic you can imagine. And almost to a household, there's a frustration and disgust. And that plays into a recent poll uh, coming out of a university showing that the number one fear that voters have, the fear that voters have, is government corruption. And so when you see the government unable to act on basic necessities, people feel like the system is broken and they ask why. And I believe it's because of a corrupt nature of incompetence. Well, it's interesting. 70% of the people believe there is a lot or a great deal of corruption in government. This is higher than many third world countries. Absolutely. Let's stick with uh, your positions and transition over to national security. One of the big major issues, of course, you know, San Bernardino thrust into the national and world spotlight last December 2nd with the uh, terror attack here in San Bernardino. What are your prescriptions for ensuring our domestic as well as our national security on an international theater? Uh, We need to get back to Reagan's philosophy of peace through strength. Uh, When you have a strong military, you have a strong nation. When you have a strong nation, your enemies are not going to challenge you. And so I'm not advocating that we go to war against the world. But what I am saying is we need to rebuild our military strength, elect somebody to office who understands how America exceptionalism must lead. And by doing that, we've seen the opposite. Barack Obama has weakened our military. ISIS now from 15 to 30 countries. We signed this disastrous deal with Iran, which basically guarantees them nukes in 10 years. You have North Korea consistently challenging, probably with a ballistic missile that can reach the West Coast here shortly. China's second aircraft carrier and islands in the Pacific. And then, of course, you have Russia with their bear bombers flying off our West Coast and now dive bombing simulated attacks on our ships in the Baltic Sea. And, of course, invading the Ukraine, all because Barack Obama is in power. And he has made this nation weak. We need a strong president, a strong military. And when we have those two things going, our enemies will again fear us and our allies will trust us to lead. So wait, I thought I thought global climate change was our single greatest national security threat, according to both Barack Obama and Jerry Brown. Where do you stand on uh, man-caused global climate change? Yeah, I don't buy it. And my opponent also has been on record saying the number one national security issue in his mind is global warming. Uh, So obviously there is a complete um, separation from reality when you look at the progressives and those of us who are realists and looking at what's going on. Look, uh, people, if ISIS continues their romp around the world into Africa and then if a child can walk across our border, so can a terrorist. If we continue to weaken the world and try to create this global open borders environment, we are done for as a society and the great America that our founders had fought and died for and many of your grandfathers and parents and and daughters and sons have done the same, will no longer be the representation of what it once was. We will be nothing more than a European Union that is weak and looking for negotiation for survival. Not to mention the fact that the European Union, what, 55 to 60 cents of every dollar of European countries goes to sustain the government infrastructure and uh, you know, they're having their own financial problems. But where can people go if they want to support you, if they want to learn more about you? Where do, where do folks go? You know, our website's the best spot, and that's voteforavet.com, voteforavet.com. So did somebody buy Paul Chabot for Congress before you did? No, we actually have paulchabot.com. But uh, folks, how do you spell Chabot or Cabot or Chabot? So we've got a few different websites, all ah. points to the same location. Very good. More with Paul Chabot after this message from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. 
What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt, or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one, and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020, or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock, right here on AM590, The Answer. AM590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office. We're talking to congressional candidate Paul Chabot. And your nominal Republican uh, opponent, uh, Sean Flynn, who's by the way, has gotten tens of thousands of dollars of contributions from Democrats. I heard him talk about immigration policy. And he said, well, I'm not for amnesty, but I want to let illegal immigrants stay here and apply for citizenship after 10 years. Now, Pete Aguilar is also for the basically the same policy as well. Um, where do you stand? Uh, I am not for uh, illegal immigration at all. I believe in securing our borders. I believe in the rule of law. If we do not enforce the rule of law, then that really um, decimates what our nation is. We are a nation based on rule of law. Look, Mexico is a very corrupt nation. Police, cops are on the take. That nation's in turmoil and trouble. So not only do I believe we need to build a wall and then enforce the rules that we have, but there's a third aspect to this, and that's mandating that the federal foreign aid that we are already giving to Mexico goes towards one plan, and that is replicating Plan Colombia of the 1980s, where we helped the government there, boots on the ground, training root out corruption. Mexico could care less. We just give them money, remittance go down south. It's absolutely unconscionable. When elected to Congress, I will mandate a bill that says every dollar that we give to Mexico is going to go towards two conditions, implementing a replica plan Colombia, rooting out corruption, societal rule of law, and cleaning up that mess down there that they have. And this is another aspect of the, the, your opponent or your Democrat opponent, Aguilar, voted for the so-called bipartisan Budget Act of 2015. Under this, that waived the debt ceiling, gave Obama a blank check. This is back last October to rate, to add more debt, and in just six months, they've added more than one trillion dollars to the national debt and the burden on the country, on the economy, on future generations. Uh, what do you think about that? It's a mess. I've got four kids, ages nine, eight, seven, and three, and we're handing them this country with $19 trillion in debt. What I believe we should do is do a 1% reduction across federal agencies across the board year over year until we get those programs under control. We also have to address entitlements. Here in California, the welfare rolls from across this country, it is becoming generational. So we need to put in after six months, I believe that everybody needs to be drug tested, um, who's taking um, welfare recipients and other and we need to get them in job skills training. They cannot simply sit at home. They will be providing 40 hours minimum community service uh, back out in their community so that they can make sure they have job skills and get off welfare. This entitlement mentality of free phones, the free booths out there, that's got to end. That is not the America uh, that we all believe in. It is about personal responsibility and accountability. Yeah, welfare reform in the 1990s, which the liberals predicted was going to cause mass starvation in the streets, was tremendously successful for the recipients. Absolutely. Because they were so much better off 
moving from welfare and dependency into to a job. Once they have, have the first job, they can work their way up to getting a better and better job. Absolutely. But we've gotten away from that. We've got $15 an hour minimum wage here in California, which is going to further decimate our, our job market. And here, I think you're going to see more layoffs and more people applying uh, for unemployment. And then they are going to unfortunately end up in the poverty scheme as well. Look, the progressives have put America in a corner. We are in a box and it's going to take us quite some time to dig out. But we've got to start now so our kids don't walk into a mess that by that point, there may be no return. Once again, to reach Paul, you go to voteforavet.com. And in our last uh, 45 seconds here, what else would you like to say? You know, look, the voters across the board, everywhere are upset. We see that. And I encourage everybody out there not just to get on Facebook and post and not just to, you know, listen to great shows like this, but get involved in your community. Hold your local elected officials accountable. Ask them where are their political contributions coming from at the local, state, federal level? Because I can guarantee you having run, I have seen how corrupt money has come and I will fight every single day to fix this process so we can restore this great nation. God bless and thank you for having me. Stay tuned because for more on the Unite IE radio program, analysis of the events that have unfolded this week, and if we can talk him into it, maybe Paul will stick around. More with the Unite IE radio program up ahead after the break. Back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the program for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. My name is Don Dix. I'm the chapter leader for the Corona Chapter of Act for America, joined every week at this time with Greg Britton, the uh, cabinet member and uh, for the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, an attorney. And this week, one of the themes emerging from the news flow course is, can the Republican Party unify? And also, is the Democratic Party disintegrating before our eyes with the uh, continued contest between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton. But let's just kind of recap what happened on uh, this week. You know, the big meeting between Paul Ryan, Reince Priebus, and uh, Donald Trump as they try and pull the uh, party back together again. Um, Paul, you're still uh, with us. Let me ask you, did you, uh, you, your preferred candidate uh, starting, you know, last year, was whom? Yeah, uh, Carly Fiorina. She okay. was my my top pick. I, I knew her best of all the candidates. I worked for her race in 2010 to defeat uh, Barbara Boxer, and I just thought she would have been a tremendous asset to the race, and I was disappointed she didn't make it as far as I was hoping. So she didn't emerge from that quote-unquote undercard debate. So now um, we're all making a decision here. Where do you stand on the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party? Yeah, I support the presumptive nom- nominee. I've gone on record on that, and I will continue to do so. And look, I we all know a lot of people who might have supported somebody else and are not happy right now, or maybe those are very happy right now that Trump is. 
I've had a chance to talk to everybody. And my message to those who are on the fence or frustrated or, or never Trump is that the the alternative is horrible. If we get Hillary Clinton in there, look at what she's going to do to the Supreme Court. And that will decide the direction of this nation for a generation, if not two. And that alone should be a reason uh, to vote for Trump and against Hillary, uh, regardless of, of how your feelings are. Seems like in the in the election in 2012, there were a lot of people that stood on the sidelines. They couldn't get their uh, sort of mental arms around Mitt Romney for whatever reason, whether it's the Christians having a problem with his Mormon religion or that he didn't uh, represent certain issues that they wanted him to represent or the fact that he just ran a really bad campaign. But that was one of the problems that we had in 2012 was that, you know, whether he would have been a good president or bad president, that's, you know, for others to have that conversation. But, you know, we had that situation where people did not rally behind him. And we ended up with another four years of Barack Obama and all that that created. And now we're facing we have the same, you know, we're looking essentially at sort of the same situation. Think about this, Don. Had we been united at the last election cycle, we would not have Obamacare. It would have been. Do you think Mitt Romney would have, uh, who who created uh, an Obamacare lookalike, would have uh, done away with it? I think, uh, based on where this country was going with a Republican in office, yes, I think that would have been a major turning point. But not only that. We look at what this president has done, not only with Obamacare, but we would have never have moved forward with an Iran deal. Right. We would have never have shrunk our military to where we have today. So there's a lot of ramifications. Uh, the left is continuing to shrink our military and continuing to provide more entitlements and, and more, I think, corruption in our society. And so what a Republican, what a Trump will do and why we have to unite behind him is because we cannot afford our nation. I don't believe can survive, can survive uh, another four years of progressive radical ideology. No. And Obama has literally told the Border Patrol to stand down. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't even give them these uh, notices to appear anymore, which the illegal immigrants ignored anyways. They don't even do that yeah. anymore. So it's, it's whoever wants to come in can come in. And there's four more years of that. And Hillary Clinton's made it absolutely clear. That's what she wants. Greg, I worked in our prison system for a number of years as a state parole board commissioner. And I was shocked to learn that 20% then of our California state prisoners were violent gang members, illegal aliens from Mexico or Guatemala or some other Southern nation. And what I would find is they were continuously crossing the border over and over and over again, re-victimizing American citizens. They could care less about this country. These are violent criminals who could simply walk over our border. We had a young lady last night who was at one of our campaign rallies. It took her 13 years to become a U.S. citizen. She became a U.S. citizen. And then one of her loved ones was murdered by an illegal alien. I mean, we have our own stories here in the Inland Empire that are, are, are just a, a travesty to this government's inaction from protecting the people. If the ruling class in Washington wanted to secure the border, they would. Absolutely. But they don't. Right. Right. Pretty straightforward. You know, what's the biggest fallout from a Clinton presidency that we're facing if that indeed comes to pass? What's the single single biggest issue in play over the next four years, do you guys think? I would say short-term uh, military. Uh, we, we will probably forever then lose our standing as the superpower, as other nations bulk up and unify. So we will become then second-class, second-tier, and no longer have that ability to lead. The longer-term consequences, I think, are going to be with the Supreme Court, just the ramifications for court decisions 
institutions that that transform mm-hmm. that transform us into a progressive society. Well, one example, there's already four votes on the Supreme Court to effectively repeal the Second Amendment, to interpret right. it such that it provides no right, right to own firearms. One more vote. That's right. One more liberal judge, and they will repeal the Second Amendment. And that's just, that's just one yep. example. Yep. So my, my words to what I would do right now if I was in Trump's campaign, I would begin to look at a serious vice president, and then I would begin to look at a serious cabinet. Who are my cabinet members going to be? Because Trump now has a role and responsibility to unite the party. Uh, and secondly, he can do so by bringing very competent people that he's going to recommend, nominate for his cabinet. I think that's critical. And I would also go as far as uh, the Supreme Court. And if he does so, uh, you know, maybe um, Texas Senator would be a good pick. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's, he's planning to give a list of Supreme Court nominees, potential nominees, and he said that I will commit to appointing only from this list. Right. You know, I had, you know Ted Cruz, who you, like you alluded to, would be a good appointee. It's just having run the campaign. It's hard to appoint Ted Cruz to something. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce my nominee for Attorney General, Supreme Court, Lion Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> having given him that giving him that nickname I think it's real hard for him to come back and maybe nominate but, him for something but I think we all know that when he nominates and if he gets confirmed that he is golden he is there for life and there can no longer be animosity between the executive and judicial branch you know I you got you mentioned military you dub, both doubled down on the Supreme Court I'm going to throw in one other issue that I think is really important and it's an issue that I don't think a lot of us know enough about and that is the the Clinton uh alliance with the movement in the world at the behest of the UN this agenda 21 yeah. to essentially it remove all sovereignty of countries under this globalist vision of the world. And we, we know this because there's plenty of documentation out there produced by the UN that is, you know, planning for this. We see this manifest itself in our communities with this, uh, you know, sort of agenda and it's agenda 21 and 2030 to, you know, bring these transportation hubs into our communities, this sort of stack and pack. And I don't think we fully grasp the implication of what that means to uh, America as a country and and how it will drag us backwards into the, you know, into the third world. So the the whole issue of climate change has become an, a, a, an, a fraud used to used to enable them to destroy the borders, the sovereignty of our country, really what has, and, and with it, what has made America great, what has, has allowed Western civilization to emerge from, you know, that agrarian society into the standard of living that we have today, and then ultimately take us back. And my worst nightmare is that Obama becomes the Secretary General of the UN, and I think that's where he's headed. When you talk about Stack and Pack and, and the high density, here in the Inland Empire, residents of Fontana rallied to fight high density, and they won. Um, right now, the rally to fight high density in Rancho Cucamonga is losing. They're going to have a vote next Wednesday on whether to allow high density pack and stack um, at a former golf course. And the residents that we met with at a at a town hall rally last night for our campaign were unequivocally disgusted with what is happening to their city of Rancho Cucamonga. If it's happening there, ladies and gentlemen, it's probably happening in yours as well. You've got to get engaged, show up to your council meetings and, and take your communities back. 
Great point. Great point. Well, Paul Chabot, really appreciate you joining us here today on the show to, uh, you know, get a, some more folks uh, to hear what you're about, uh, to hear about your campaign that you're running, and uh, give you a last opportunity to plug your uh, to plug your website. Yeah, it's a voteforavet.com, and we are always looking for volunteers who would like to walk precincts with us, make phone calls for us, make phone calls from home, uh, make donations, contribute. All of that uh, can be done at the website, www www.voteforavet.com. Paul has the least money, so if, he, if we're going to get this man into office, he needs our help. Thank you. Real critical, he emerges from the June 7th primary in the top two because that's unfortunately how California works. And uh, you may have somebody running in that race who is a spoiler for the Democratic Party that we've uh, learned about. Yes, uh, we're well aware. And it looks like the voters are becoming a little bit more aware as well. Excellent. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. We will be back after a message from our sponsor this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll back after this when you're on an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible all you need is all-star for over 20 years all-star collision and corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity they offer free pickup and delivery free estimates and they're approved by all major insurance companies they repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio. We just had a great conversation with congressional candidate Paul Chabot. Andrew Breitbart reminded us that culture is upstream of politics, and we see examples of that every day. And one of the latest culture war fronts is... Are you man? Are you woman? And uh, which which uh, restrooms or locker rooms or showers can you use? Forgot to ask Paul Chabot which bathroom he prefers. I think we know that, but <laughs> this has got it. This has gone from silly to stupid uh, so quickly. There's a uh, man on the street interview that we have a clip of that happened up at uh, university in Washington, where students are being asked uh, about their opinions about you know gender-neutral bathroom, and this really reflects and does a good job of illustrating where the minds of our college students are being molded. So let's hear a little bit of this. I'm aware of the conversation going on in Washington State right now around kind of gender identity, gender expression issues, and the ability to access facilities on those grounds? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, you know, there's there's gender-neutral bathrooms in, like, all the dorms and stuff like that. I think that gender is fluid, so... If you want to use a bathroom because that's a place and that's a space where you feel comfortable and safe in doing so, then I think that that's completely fine. 
think that if whoever you think you are, if you're male or female, then that's the bathroom you should go into. I think if it doesn't really negatively affect anybody, then I think anyone be, should be able to choose what gender they uh, choose to identify as. People, no matter what their gender identification is, they should be allowed to use whatever restrooms they should they, they feel like they identify with. So where does this leave us as a society if the next generation is being raised to think that, hey, it doesn't matter what you are. All it matters is how you feel. This is, I mean, on one level, it's silly. And easy to look at this as silly, but it's really not silly. This is a conscious and deliberate assault not on on moral principles on the moral foundation of our society on the judeo-christian foundation of our society and just it's one just one example but more than that it's an assault on reason and truth then it's not it's not a question of is it is two plus two four no if we say if we tell you two plus two is five it's five. If we tell you male and female are just constructs of society and have no basis in biology or reality, then that's true too. It, it, it's a way of trying to force traditional, Christian, right-thinking, decent-thinking people into being in, into submission. We see this in so many ways on college campuses, and I do believe that we one of the challenges we face is what is I, I, we refer to as the axis of indoctrination, which is the the nexus between uh, what's going on in our school systems, both primary and uh, on college campuses, the media, as well as in government and and some of the levels of government. This indoctrination that's happening, we we I, I think that. On the one hand, there's a silliness to this. That I know that you, you say that this goes beyond silliness, but there was a Norwegian journalist that did a very similar, uh, can't play it because it's in Norwegian, but it's got subtitles, where she went out and interviewed young students about this same issue regarding transgender issues. Then she complicated it for them by saying, okay, what if I tell you I, I'm Japanese and I feel Japanese? What if I tell you I feel like I'm you know, six foot six tall? And, you know, this created a conundrum in their minds because they're saying, well, obviously you're not six foot six. Well, but I asked you before if I'm a if I'm a woman or a man. And clearly she's a beautiful Norwegian woman. If I'm and and they were saying, what's whatever you want to be? Why doesn't that also apply to, you know, my height, my nationality, how I feel about whether or not I'm a white person or a black person? And all of a sudden, their whole uh, construct of this feeling thing got imploded. Right. That's why I was saying it, it, it's a, it's an assault on reason and truth. That there that and then that's part of liberalism. It's part of leftism. Is that there is no objective truth. It's what it's what you feel. It's what we tell you it is. So if we tell you that two plus two is five, it's five. There's an article in the L.A. Times uh, this week, you know, Loretta Lynch, you know, uh, earlier in the week, the state of North Carolina came out, announced that they were going to sue the federal government uh, for what they perceive as a as an overreach. Um, And when you listen to the governor of uh, North Carolina explain this, he says, look, we our laws are no different than dozens of other states. All we've done is ratcheted back what, what was an unconstitutional overreach by the city of Charlotte that they weren't that they could not you know pass the law that they passed we clarified that so if you're going to come down on us you've got to come down on 20 20 some odd other states as well your you know your background is law you know how do you see this well they can they can pick and choose and there were in the last in this movie uh, God's not dead 
two, which I, which I saw recently. Uh, the, the district attorney had subpoenaed the uh, sermons from the local pastors, and one of them wrote a letter and said, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And the DA tells him, the nail that sticks up gets hammered. And that's part of what this is, is to intimidate everyone else into going along with them. So why face a, a difficult lawsuit? You have big business siding with this. And this is amazing to me. Two years ago, before this started in California, I mean, if you had said, what is the craziest, looniest thing that the Democrats and the, and the left could come up with? It never would have occurred to me that, well, let's, let's let the boys and the men into the women's locker rooms, showers, and uh, restrooms. But this, now this has become a cause celeb, and all these liberals, like a, like a flock of birds or a herd of sheep, just, they just follow right along, and that's now what they're for. It's amazing to me. Well, it is. And, you know, this is also about states' rights, state sovereignty, the federal government's overreach of power using, and this is in, in so many areas. Uh, you know, we, we just uh, notched a small victory. The EPA had gone after a landowner who built a pond on his farm on his land and the epa went after him because this pond is now gathering up uh, rainwater and uh you know the using the waters act of america uh they were fining him you know thousands of dollars every every day that amounted to millions by the time that this thing was done he just notched a victory but this to me boils down to something as uh, fundamental as sovereignty of our of our states there's absolutely that too but it's also some good news out of this transgender bathroom nonsense, it's really not nonsense, is Target went out front on this and proudly announcing that anyone could use their changing rooms and their facilities regardless of what actual gender that you are. And there is now a boycott underway. There's, a, there's more than, a, last time I saw, there's well more than a million people have signed the petition and their stock is off significantly because of it. And this is just another way in which you can exercise your role as a citizen in control over your wallet and pocketbook. Let's target Target. Talking about the hammer that the, the the nail that sticks up that gets hammered, they did. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with some final thoughts after a message from our sponsor. All Star Collision, the place to take your car if you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the program for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. Our final segment here, we'd like to remind folks, first of all, you can go to the UniteIE.com website in order to find other group, you know, uh, f- friendly places to hang out. Uh, with people who are like-minded, learn what some of the challenges are that are facing our community, our state, and our country, and also 
you know, learn how to get involved. You know, a lot of these 23 groups that are a part of the Unite IE uh, conservative coalition um, around the county are places where you can get educated, but also learn how you can become effective in using your voice, your talents in order to, you know, defend this country against the things we've been talking about all program long. In fact, throughout our entire uh, history as a program. Uh, Dennis Prego says, if you recognize that America is in decline, it's your obligation to fight against it. If you don't recognize it, you're evidence that it is. And as individuals, you're more effective banding together in groups. And we found in the coalition that the groups are more effective when they work with other groups to magnify their efforts and turn isolated pockets of resistance into a united front. Oh, and this is exactly why the left has been so effective. They're able to put uh, put aside their differences and you know their ideological differences and come together when it when it when it's important you've got unions joining up with uh you know people non-union people you've got uh you know islamic organizations joining up with uh free rights organizations and and advancing their agenda and until we begin to do that we're going to end up with the same soup of junk that we've got facing us right now we've got to work in a more coordinated cohesive fashion Right. I wanted to, we talked about a book called Confessions of Congressman X, written by an anonymous Democrat congressman who talks about uh, most of my colleagues are dishonest career politicians who revel in power and special interest money. But he also commented about the voters. This is what he said. Voters are incredibly ignorant and know little about our form of government and how it works. It's far easier than you think to manipulate a nation of naive, self-absorbed sheep who crave instant gratification. And unfortunately for too many Americans, that's now he's he's making an accurate description. Well, if something happens between the time that somebody says, I want to run for Congress and uh, they go off to Congress and all of a sudden they have this uh, transition from being, you know, the person that they, you know, got voted to to do. And some of the people. Uh, like, and one of them that stands out in my mind is Dave Bratt. You know, Dave Bratt was uh, replaced Eric Cantor uh, in Virginia in a primary in 2014. And he has maintained his staunch conservative values. And as always, we need more time to explore all this stuff, Greg. And we do it. We do indeed. If anyone else wants to sponsor us for another uh, hour of our show, we'd be grateful to, uh, to to hear from you. Absolutely. And that does it for another edition of the United IE radio program. As always, Saturday at four o'clock. Join us every week at this time slot for the best radio program in the Unite in the Inland Empire in our time slot. Absolutely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.